Good morning. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon. Thank you so much for joining us this morning at Horizon at Home. We're going to finish up our our worship series this morning, The Heart of Worship. So thank you for joining us this morning. When Chris and I, my husband, and I had been dating about six months, we... Um, went to the North Carolina mountains for a hike. He was a camp counselor at Camp Rockmont. I grew up in the North Carolina mountains. I personally think there is no more beautiful space in the entire world than the mountains of North Carolina. And so we were really looking forward to, to just spending some time in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, we woke up early one morning and we're going on a hike in, in the North Carolina mountains around the camp that, that Chris worked at around Camp Rockmont. We were going to this, this really like high mountain. Chris said it's, it's this awesome overlook. We were going to love hiking up. He couldn't wait for me to go. So we wake up early one morning and we, I like think we're going to have breakfast and we don't eat breakfast. I, we just like hit the trail. So I have an empty stomach, one Nalgene of water and we're like hiking straight up this hill. This was before I like worked out or exercised like ever. I never lifted a weight. I hated running. I didn't want to sweat. I didn't like like I just didn't like exercising. So I was really terribly out of shape. And I thought I loved the North Carolina mountains, but I like loved the North Carolina mountains from like beautiful roads inside my very comfortable car. I was not quite as excited about hiking through the middle of the woods. So anyway, we like start on this this hike and and even before we start, like my belly's growling because we didn't eat breakfast because Chris said, this is a really hard hike. You're not going to want to eat, but I always want to eat. I don't care what's happening. Like I wanted to eat, but like we head off at, you know, up this strenuous hike. And all I can think about is how hungry I am. So I, I had nothing. I literally had no food. All I had was water. So I thought it might be a good idea to just like finish my Nalgene, I don't know, three minutes into the walk. So I've chugged this 32 ounces of water on an empty stomach right before this like really terrible hike, um, really strenuous hike. And we're headed like up this mountain and I am like becoming fixated on how hungry I am. Like all I want is a sausage biscuit from McDonald's. That's all I want. And there are no beautiful views. All you see is like weeds. It's close to the summer. I'm like, there's probably snakes right there. There's spider webs hitting me in the face because nothing else has been through there. I'm like miserable and I'm fixated on my misery and my hungry hunger and I can do nothing else. And Chris is like, just keep coming, just keep coming, just keep coming. And finally, I was like, I can't take this anymore. And I sat down on a rock. Like, I'm trying to be nice because we're, you know, we're six months into our relationship. So I want him to, like, still like me. But I'm also like, what dude gets me up and doesn't feed me breakfast? And we hike straight up a hill. Like, this is not fun. So I'm just fixated on how miserable and hungry I am. And I finally was like, Chris, I can't go on. Like, this is awful. I'm miserable. And Chris is like laughing because he's like told these stories all the way up about, you know, camping. He's reminiscing about doing this hike with his campers. And I'm just like, I'm hungry. I don't care. I don't want to listen to these stories anymore. So finally, I sit down on a rock and put my head between my legs. And I was like, I can't go on. All I want is a burger. I'm hungry. I'm done, Chris. I'm absolutely done. And he like laughed at me for a few minutes. And, and then he said, hey, Erica, like, there's a view about halfway up this hike that's really good, and you're there. If you'll just stand up off of that space that you're at, and you'll walk right over here, you're going to be able to see something really beautiful. It's not the full view yet, but it might, it might help you think about something besides your hunger and your misery. And I, I stood up, and I walked over to the edge 
of this rock and you could you could see just the beautiful North Carolina scenery there and it was so beautiful and I took a fresh breath of air and I, I thought for two seconds how I wasn't just craving a McDonald's sausage biscuit that that actually there was something beautiful and wonderful about this moment and I realized the view at the top the view at the top of this hike was going to be worth it, it was going to be worth it too. There have been lots of moments in my life where I've been so fixated on being miserable and scared and fearful and worried about the next step that I miss seeing the bigger picture. I'm not able to take those three or four steps from the place where I am head down in between my legs, exhausted and, and worn out and absolutely fixated on how miserable and fearful and awful things are. I'm too fixated on that to stand up and look at the bigger view, to change my perspective just a little bit. I don't know about you guys, but I felt like that a lot this past few months. I've been fearful and scared and worried. The only thing I can think about is how we get back to normal, how 2020 can get behind us. And I've become laser focused on things being the exact way that I want them to be. I want everything to just go back to normal. I, I become fixated on how people see me and, and being successful. I become fixated on, on so many things. That, and, and I'm going to bet that I'm not the only person who becomes fixated on things. I, I don't know what you're fixated on right now. Is it, is, it the next, is it the next job, the next promotion, the next thing? Is it, is it how people perceive you? Is it, is it about being the perfect mom, the perfect parent? Is it about your children having all the perfect things that they need? Is it about your business? What is it this morning that you are fixated on? And you are a whole lot like me. You're fixated on, on that and maybe even on being miserable and scared. And you are missing the bigger picture. And I said to God this week, tell me how to quit living like this. Because when you are fixated and laser focused on something, you miss the breath of fresh air God has for you. You miss the bigger picture. It will choke the joy and the life out of everything when you become laser focused on something. It will absolutely choke the life and joy out of you. And I wanted something more. I wanted something different. And God said, it's about the heart of worship. I have something different for you. I have something different for you when you come to me with a heart of worship. And so I did what I the only thing I know to do, I picked up the Bible and I turned to Psalm because it, it's a book in the Bible full of, of poems and, and these things that people read um, over and over and over as they sang to God, as they tried to prepare themselves for worship, as they came into to God's presence. When, when they were overwhelmed by everyone in their village coming down with a sickness, you know what they did? They picked up these Psalms that had been written for hundreds of years before, before this by people who'd experienced terrible and tragic things. They picked it up and and they read it. People whose, whose entire village and family was, was wiped away by sickness. People who were worried about their government and the control that they had over them. People who would, were looking out at their crops, their livelihood, their wealth, and they were watching it just be destroyed and crumble right in front of their face. These people picked up this book that we have right here in our hands and they turned to Psalm and they would read one of them. And sometimes they'd read these poems over and over and over again as they prepared to worship God. And so this morning, if you're fixated, I invite you to turn with me to your Bible, Psalm 100. And think about these folks who had written this. People who knew what it was like to experience pandemics and epidemics. People who knew what it was like to look at the economy and recognize it was crumbling. People who were fearful and scared about the future. 
People who were worried about everything they'd worked for crumbling. People worried about what everybody around them was thinking about them. People who were a different ethnicity sometimes or different skin color or believed different things than the people around them and who were at, at risk at, of persecution being judged for that. People who are experiencing the same things like you and I, and this is what they do. See, they didn't get in their car at 10 o'clock and, and rush, rush to worship at, at a building and, and pray they got there before the message happened. They had to make an intentional effort to worship. They had to walk from their village to a place set aside for worship. And this is, what they, this is what they would read all the way there. Listen to this, Psalm 100. They'd get up in the middle of their hard stuff and they would walk to worship and they'd say this over and over and over again. Shout for joy to the, world, to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Things are terrible and dark, but we're going to shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. I didn't sleep at all last night because I'm worried and sick and tired about what's coming next. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Listen to this. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. They would say this over and over and over. They had to be reminded of it in the midst of their fear and their pain and their anxiety and their addictions. They had to say this over and over and over again. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God will be faithful to us now and forevermore. God will keep his promises. They would say this over and over and over again to prepare themselves to come in to the presence of God, to change their perspective, to widen the picture that it was that they were seeing, to be freed from a life of fixation on the fear and the anxiety and the things that we think will matter and give us purpose and worth and goodness. They had to say this over and over and over again as they came in to worship a God who had something more for them. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. This morning, if you need something to interrupt this fixation that you have and you don't know where to start, shout for joy. It's the first thing they did. They shouted for joy. What is one thing that will bring you joy? Not happiness. Happiness is all dependent on our circumstances. If everything is fine, I'm happy. No, joy connects us to something so much deeper and so much bigger than ourselves. It's not about our circumstances or us being okay or fine. Joy is about connecting to a God and a hope and a promise that there is a new day coming. Look up, is the sun shining today? Is there grass growing? Is there air in your lungs? What can you shout for joy about right now? Shout, speak it into existence. If you want to experience joy, speak that in the midst of this fixation that you may be going on. Whatever's ruminating in your head, speak, shout joy, speak it into presence right now. Shout for joy. That's the first thing they did, and they shouted over and over and over. You may have to remind yourself of this several times. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Shout for joy, all the earth. The second thing that they did is that they reminded themselves that they needed to know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. Some of you, your fixation is because you think everything else is going to make you. Your job did not make you. Your parenting skills, no matter how great they are, it does not make you. What your children do or don't do, it doesn't make 
you. You are not made by that. You are made by God. You are his. We are his people and he cares so much about you. He's put you in a place where you can grow and thrive no matter if you feel right now like you need to be fixated on something else. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger field to graze in. We are his. We are made by God. This morning, you may need to tell yourself over and over and over and over, know that the Lord is God. We are made by Him. We are His. Your job didn't make you. Your relationships won't make you. Your family didn't make you. God made you. We are His, and He is ours. Know that this morning. They had to tell themselves that over and over and over And the last thing they'll do in verse 4, it says they entered his gates with thanksgiving. The password for getting out of that corner that that fixating has, has put you into, the password for getting up off that rock where you are exhausted and tired and you can't see the big picture, the password is thank you, Lord. Say it over and over and over and over. Enter the gates with thanksgiving. Get out of the place where you are boxed into with this pa- the password. The password is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're entering into a season of Thanksgiving. And you know what's really easy? What's really easy right now is to say Thanksgiving 2020 is not going to be like any Thanksgiving we've ever had. It wasn't the Thanksgiving I was dreaming of. And, and God says right now, enter my gates with Thanksgiving anyway. Use this password. Thank you, Lord, for what we do have. Thank you, Lord, because it will will begin to interrupt those, those thoughts that keep coming over and over, those fixation, that laser focus that you have. Shout. Speak out loud what is joyful and what is good. Shout for joy to the Lord. Know. Know that the Lord is God. You are His. He made you. Nothing else has made you. And enter with the password, thank you, Lord. Enter into God's arms with this, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you this morning have never, ever made the step to enter into the arms and the love and the presence of God and trust the bigger picture and the bigger story that God has for you. This morning, what does it look like? What does it look like for you to make that step? Step up out of being fixated on your misery and your fear and your anxiety. Stand up and enter into the arms of a God who has a beautiful and wonderful story for you. A God who wants to shine light in the darkness of your life. Who wants to ignite change in those places where you are fixated and you cannot cannot experience joy or life anymore. And then let God, let God use that time that you make with God to allow you to shine light and ignite change in the lives of somebody else. Some of you watching this morning are like, I'm not at that place. I'm not at the place where I've got my head between my legs and I don't know what the next thing to do is. The next thing to do is for you to shine light and ignite change because there is someone who needs to know this morning about the arms of God, about the story of a new day that God has. And so this morning, worship may be about that for you. You telling people the power and the story of doing this pattern of life, shouting for joy, knowing that the Lord is God, entering his gates with thanksgiving. This morning, there is a next step for you. Some of you, it's entering into the presence of God. And for some of you, it it is recognizing that you are there and God is asking you to bring other people to it. Will you pray with me this morning? God, we thank you. 
we thank you for being a God who has a bigger story for us. Who when we are fixated in the tunnels of the world, God, that, that you have a bigger picture for us. A few more steps to the edge widens our view, gives us a deep breath of fresh air and frees us from the anxiety and the fear that we feel. We love you, we thank you, and we trust this next step in our lives to you. Amen.